Hey, it's Beyond the Pew. Beyond the Pew. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. One of the three. Yeah, one of the threes. Or overnight, middle of the night. Middle of the night, depending on where you are in the, the country. All around the world, different time zones. Different time zones All from Hawaii to... All around the world. To Alaska. To Alaska. Hawaii. All around the yeah. world, time zones. Changes. We are not alone today. We are Pastor, not. Pastor Eric Gill, as always, Yep. on the Pastor podcast. Pastor Bruce, it's Reverend 100%, 100% attendance. One of us has 100% attendance yep. on the podcast. Amen. It is not you, it's me. Good for and, you. And uh, we're here together again. Uh, but we have a guest today, first time. Special guest. First time, Beyond All the View. All the way from Springfield. Spring, Springfield. Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. He's here with us. Nathan. And looking sharp, looking dapper today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Color coordinated with the couch. I, I, that was, I've been looking at he a lot did of it pictures. On purpose yeah. Because you watch every we episode. Every episode. I'd like to clarify that. Yes, please. I I don't think I've watched any of the oh, episodes. Okay. I listen. I'm a devout uh, listener. Oh, he said the devout. Okay. Listener. And so far, this is very confusing because I'm used to hearing your guys' voices in my ears. Got it. But now you, you hear, get to see yeah, it. Now in now person, it's, real, it's like it's here. It's you're so part authentic. Of the room. Yeah, it's it's like you're wild. part of the room beyond the pew. I I feel beyond the pew right now. Mm. Um. Yeah. And I also, I, also, I listen to all my podcasts yes. at like two x speed, so this feels absolutely. This feels so slow. It, it I, so I, slow. I would like to advise anyone that is listening not to w- listen to me in two dollar speed. I do it. You it's get great. half of what in I'm two saying. what? Exactly. Two what speed? <laughs> two whatever he said. In double speed? Yeah, double, double two speed. times. It's great. Yeah, man, two x. Wonderful. It is. You can get through a lot more material a lot quicker. Yeah. But if you can't process this quickly, it so might. So, I, I, just a side note as we're having the conversation. I heard this, uh, I think, the, the, don't quote me on things. I think it was Greg, uh, Craig Grishel who said this that what he was in seminary, don't quote me on it though, that when he was in seminary or in school, that one technique that he did to be able to read books quick was that he would read the first sentence of each paragraph. And supposedly, when you do that, like it carries the idea of the whole book because most writers they write their main idea on the first paragraph and then they develop. Have you guys ever done that? Well, I've not written any books recently, so I, I've <laughs> oh. not had to do that. But no, before you, I mean, not originally, like no, ever. when you, you read, read the books? oh, reading, yeah. reading, reading, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've heard the same thing that when it comes to speed reading. You're supposed to read like the first, and I read the first and last, oh, like last. statement of each paragraph, and that's then like, you would go that's to the like that's like life changing. I wish I would have known that in college. Yeah, but you're gonna miss a lot of detail. I mean, can you imagine how yeah, much you're you, missing? Yeah, but I mean, I mean if you had done that in college, you probably would have missed a lot. I would have missed a lot because any detail questions. Yeah. I mean, but don't do that with the Bible. You have to read every single sentence, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that you would miss a lot. That's all. I mean, Nathan, if you just read, here? I'm glad. I'm glad to I be mean, here. This, this is great. Is the, yeah, the banter between you two um, in person, it's, unreal, it's, unreal. <laughs> Nathan, this, why don't you tell yes. our audience like who yes. you are? Like who are you? Yes, please. No, no, let's continue the the reading <laughs> no, techniques, like please. That'd no, be great. Please go ahead. Um, so my name is Nathan Eckberg. Uh, I've been attending Maranatha for 27 years. 27. Um, wow. I was born into this church. Uh, family started coming when it you started. were born here, like literally in the church. In born. the church, basically. My, yeah. I mean, might as well have been. It was probably somewhere in Akron. So you weren't. But you, you're born here. into like I was. Got it. Got it. Born and came baptized here. Baptized here. Wow. Who baptized? Do you remember? Butch Persley. There's pictures of it. Butch Persley. Yeah. Were you one of the first ones? No, no, it was when we were in this building. So okay. it probably was a long time after. Okay. But one of the first in the nursery. Yeah, I, my mother would say I was the first ba- baby in the Your nursery. Because you say that all the time too. I, I've never said that before. You, you have said that before. You've said <laughs> that many times to me I think people say that about but me. But you're here. Yeah, I get it. I get you're it. You're a pioneer in many ways. Yeah, but <laughs> something indeed. like that. Uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, I am a computer developer programmer um, by trade. So I sit at a computer all day and I write code, hmm. um, which a lot of people don't know what that means sometimes. Yeah. But that's what I do. Uh, oh, integrate sorry. systems sorry. together. I was falling asleep Finance when you were telling me that. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm kidding. That's boring. the joke with people who do computers. Is people act like it's a boring thing, but it's quite fascinating. It's quite fascinating. I've never heard that, never heard yeah. that either. You've heard, never heard that yeah. when people say that people start, start talking about technology no. and they're like, no, no. Like, it's because it's you're uh, what generation are you? Like, I don't even know. I have no idea. I don't even know what I relate. I don't label myself. You know, millennials and Generation C, like they're all about technology. So, are you millennial? I am. I believe. I am on the cusp. No, no, no. No, I'm pretty sure. How are you? I'm 41. Nah. <laughs> I think it, look it up. Look it up. I'm, not, is, right, I'm wh- not saying I'm what claiming is the latest it. Ninte- what is the latest Nintendo out? The latest current Nintendo? Yeah. I have no idea. Nintendo Switch. Okay. What is the latest PlayStation? Uh, five. 
<laughs> yeah, I know these things. Yeah, I know these things. <laughs> these are just youth pastor uh, questions. What is the latest I Xbox? I know. These are, these are, these are potential like, <laughs> gifts for youth group games. Correct. Like, that's what is the latest Xbox? I have no idea. And how did the Bills did in the Super Bowl or on the on the play on the playoff? Well, they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. No, that's for I know. sure. I know. I said, well, dude, <laughs> sure not going to make questions it. Firing away. Uh, it was a little joke. I was just joking around with you, Nathan, about oh, the man, it was computer technology. Yeah. Throw back, throw back to our, our our boy Jay Z. Jay Z. I have no idea what that yeah, means. Jay Z. What does that mean? Throw back to our boy Jay Z. When he was Jesus here on Christ? the podcast. No, no Jesus oh. Christ. Jay Z. Anyways, um, we're glad you're here. This is going downhill. Yeah, it's going downhill. It's we're going glad downhill. you're here. You know, we're we're doing our podcast right now. Our series is on community, life, and community, uh, and we have had Pastor Steve. Uh, you and I have shared about it the, yes. the importance of community, and one of the things that's interesting that when you think about community, like it's it, it may it can be perceived that as pastors, of course, we will be telling people that yeah, you should be involved in community. But I think it's it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be awesome. It's awesome that you're here today because you can share with us from your perspective as as someone that is not a pastor that uh, you are uh, obviously involved in the church, but that you are working uh, on a job that doesn't relate to ministry or to a church uh, setting, and and yet you have shared in the past, and I know that you you believe this way the importance of community. So I'm excited to see what are your some of your inputs. Uh, it should be good. Yeah, I mean, so kind of as a launching spot for that, you know, you work in a full-time capacity outside the church. You're involved in service within the church. You serve in our music ministry. Um, You are also part of a small group, um, and you and your wife both. And so where do you see the most important connection points for you, uh, for your family, uh, for you and your wife, currently as it relates to this aspect of community uh, at the church? Yeah, um, that's a fantastic question. Uh, the most important points of connection. So I think for us and our family, our small group connect group is huge, um, which is wild to think about it, that we started that group nearly like five years ago, and we've, we've kind of grown um, from there. But like five years ago, uh, my wife and I got married, Um and Mike Duma, who you guys might be familiar with, you might know that name. Rest in um, peace. Rest, rest in peace. Um, he had like basically reached out and was like, "Hey, this is stuff for because so people know that Mike's yeah. not dead." <laughs> oh, because, <laughs> because if people hear that, and they're and they're it, depending on the generation of people yeah. that are listening all around the world, they might hear that and be like, "Oh my goodness, what uh, happened yeah. to Mike?" In Hawaii, so, it might mean yes. something so different. So it might be something completely yeah. different. But yeah. which means he's no longer here at Maranatha. He's at five thirty nine church we, planter, we, et cetera. May his time in Maranatha rest in peace. Yes, yes. rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But yeah, Mike basically just reached out to <laughs> millennial. A, what generations? Um, <laughs> but Mike reached out to a bus, a bunch of uh, us married folk, all like freshly married. We had one couple that was like getting married the week after we first met. Um, and was like, Hey, I want to get together and have a small group. We don't have a small group right now for where we're at. So let's do it. Um, and we did that. We grew to like what felt like 20 couples. Um, we broke apart in smaller, small groups. Uh, Mike went and planted his church. Uh, and then we've stuck around. Eric and I still lead that small group. I took over teaching this last week was my first week teaching. And it's just been it's been great to have that community um, and to be able to be ministered to and then minister to others. Uh, a couple sessions ago, we read that Life and Community book um, that you guys had mentioned last week, and it was probably one of the most influential books in my understanding of biblical community. Mm. Um, it put into perspective a lot of things, I think, that I just hadn't considered um, and just really changed what I thought biblical community was because to Mm. me you know i've been at maranatha my whole life i've been in small groups um and i've never like dissected this is what you know this is you know the book lays out like a foundation a roadmap for like here's where you start like here's where we start to get to know people and we start to unravel that and when you become closer we can do things like confession and we can do things like hey my wife was you know steve's wife was sick and his whole connect group brought groceries over and mm. things like that. Like when we grow as a connect group and follow that, um, that map that he laid out, like we just see those things happen naturally as like they grow mm. together. So I think that has been just a huge, huge thing for me. Um, 
within the church to, you know, mm-hmm. as a main connection point. I mean, we've got, we've, I've made friends for people I've never met before. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids have friends in there, which is awesome. Uh, connecting with other young mm-hmm. kids and stuff. So yeah. yeah, I love, I love our connect group. Um, that'd definitely be the, the finite point of like yeah. where I would go. Yeah. So in that setting, <clears throat> what would you say has been like beneficial for you, for your personal spiritual growth? And even, you know, you're married, you mentioned you're married, you have kids, like, and even as a family, like, what has been also beneficial being part of a community? Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the things that they talk about in that book that has just been true for the entirety of our small group as, you know, just a group of, like, married people that were all getting started together being married and no one had any experience was the, the position of, none of us have this figured out. Mm. Like when you go into that kind of community, it's like, you know, you look at that married couple and that married couple and they're like, Oh, that, that couple, like Bruce and Shoshana, they've got it figured out. Like they, mm, they know they exactly what it's like to be married and all the right things to do and say, and you. as you grow together, you realize, Oh, actually none of us know anything. And it's mm. incredibly comforting to then come together and all be just confused and mm-hmm. just as you are with mm. other people and be like, Oh, this is what I need to learn and you can grow in those things and go through hard times. I think that's been huge for us is just Mm -hmm. seeing, Oh, other people have problems too. Like that's completely normal. And then how do we come alongside that biblically? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. Authenticity is a tremendous asset in a small group or in a connect group, right? Because no one comes in with this perspective that I'm not in need of any kind of help. I have everything figured out. Everything's going the way it needs to be going. But you're right. Sometimes that can be a hindrance to people wanting to get into a group is they feel like they don't measure up. They're not good enough. Yeah. They look at the people that are already there thinking like, man, those are like all people who have everything figured out. Mm. Um, and that's helpful to hear, right? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. if, if you rewind back to five years ago, then you had mentioned Mike put out kind of a thing. Hey, if you're young married or newly married and there's a group getting together, what was kind of the catalyst for you and Kayleen to think, man, we need to be a part of that? This is for us. Yeah. Um. I mean, at that time, so I had... You know, I'd been out of high school. I don't – I think I was, like, in a group with a couple guys, like like Tyler Jones. Shout out Tyler Jones and previous uh, guest Jeff Zimmerman. Mm. Like, we were all in a small group together, of us guys. I don't really want to bring my wife to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was, like, I guess this is, you know, where we go now. And there wasn't much else going on. Mm. Um, so I was, like, yeah. Like, Mike says, like, we're going to do this. That sounds like fun. I like some of the people in that group. I guess we'll go check it out. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. Um, and, and five years later, like, we're, st- we're still in it. We're still, like, growing mm. with all these people yeah. and some of them that have been there from the beginning. Yeah. So, Have you felt that, like, will you say that, like, like you know, you've been in church for all these years, and, and will you say that it, 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 at the end of the day it was your responsibility to seek out and to join this group? Or would you say that... Had Mike not done this, you probably wouldn't have joined. Like, like, like where I'm getting asked, like, like there are people, and maybe even in our church right now, that they have been coming here for a while, but they're not part of a community. And maybe similar to your position at the time, they're waiting for somebody to come and say, "Hey, this, we're starting a brand new small group. Will you want to join?" Um, do you still think that that's? Do you think that that's okay? Do you think that in your experience, you wish that man, I should have done this sooner, or? Uh, where you where you land on this? Yeah, I would say, <clears throat> you know, when we when we had talked about like this topic being what we would talk about, I was just thinking back to, you know, all of the small groups I've been a part of, and I've been a part of a ton, right? Um, and just like all of the memories and all of the things I've learned, like back in our high school small groups, like there are things today that I will still quote to people, um, just biblical things, just random things. Um, that still like just impact me today. Um, I always think of a time where uh, my leader Nick and I were standing on top of like a balcony watching like some of the other kids like play football in like a high school and middle school group. And he was like, look at this, like we're all just together. Like none of these kids would have hung out together like if it wasn't for this small group. And it's, you know, things like that that I still look back on and I'm like, if you're not in some sort of community, you should be. And Hmm. whether you think it's your responsibility or not, you want to do this. So if you don't have one, find one. It's not, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not just like a, whose responsibility is it? It's like, you should just desire this as a believer. Yeah. Like this should be just mm-hmm. like a yearning um, thing in your soul. And it is. Um, 
I was listening to a pastor recently that was talking about just that we are just from our creation, we're designed for community. We desire that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about some studies they were doing on social media where um, like when we scroll through social media, we get this like, we, you know, people talk about like feeling tense and not comfortable. And it's like, we think we have community in like these mm-hmm. like social media, but it's like, no, like our bodies truly do want more. And, and, and that's like yeah. a sociology study they were doing. That's not even yeah. biblical. Yeah. And it's like, oh, crazy that they figured out what the Bible's talking about for, you know, all these times, like, oh, the scientists figured it out. But it's like, we crave that. And if Mm -hmm. you don't have that, you should search it out. Like, more than responsibility, you should desire that, and you want to be a part of it. It's life-changing. Yeah, and that's a great point. And I think that that's also why, like, our current culture is, like, if you watch everything that is coming out, like, it's it's to combat that. Like, our culture wants us to be isolated. Yeah. Like, Like, when you think about the enemies prowling like a lion, like, uh, looking who to how who to devour like what is one of the way that he's using to devour Christians and followers of Jesus by isolation yeah you know like think about like Adam and Eve the moment that they fell like what did they do they isolate and how every single human being especially those that are of the faith that they have this desire that to just isolate themselves uh, because of fear shame and all of the different things thinking that that is the safest place that they can be. When in reality, to your point, we've been designed to be in community. Yeah. That is part of our DNA as followers of Jesus to live life in community. Yeah, we just flourish when we do. Like, you're, only, you're never going to, like, join a community and just be like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Like, yeah. why did I do yeah. this? Unless you're with a community with Eric, sometimes it gets like that. But <laughs> you can get like it's that. usually pretty good. It's yeah, usually I think, pretty good. I think you, I'm not well, there. <laughs> I think you hit on something, too, that we can ignore when you think about social media and the presence of social media and everybody posting. You know, anybody who's posting something, they're posting it for the point of others yeah. interacting with what they just posted, right? Mm-hmm. The goal <clears throat> is likes, views, mm-hmm. um, sharing, yeah. whatever – and it's for the point of whatever I'm posting, I want people to see. And even that demonstrates a longing for acceptance and community because people aren't doing it just for themselves, yeah. right? Like I don't – if I post a picture on social media, which I never do, but if I did, I'm posting it kind yeah, of as something like, hey, like people who, people who know me or know my family or friends of mine, they, yeah. might, they might interact with this or think this is funny yeah. or think this is something that they would be like, oh, that's neat. And so that's why I'm posting. I'm not posting it so I like can look at it myself. I'm posting it for others to give opinions and to give views and et cetera. So um, that even shows this longing for acceptance and community with people. And it's in some ways artificial or superficial because there's no sense of face-to-face interaction when we're simply doing it in, in that world, right? Yeah. And so taking it to the next step where you can sit down. And you mentioned about like listening to the podcast as opposed to sitting down on the podcast and being here present there, there's a difference between mm-hmm. the interaction that could be had mm-hmm. through that and yep. through this, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and so yeah. I think that's sometimes missed, and people feel, to your point, they have authentic community when it's in some ways artificial. Yeah, um, it's the illusion, the illusion absolutely. that you are in community. It's like yep. we found, we have found ourselves believing that, you know, if we do all of these different things, like we are connected. But, yeah, that's a great point. Like you even coming here and saying, yeah, like I've been hearing you guys. Yeah. But being in the room is different. And think about like all the people in the church, you know, and we're and I'm focusing more on the church, obviously, because this is this purpose of this podcast is for those that believe in their life beyond the pew. But you think about how many, many people are in the church, they they find their comfort and just listening and watching something online and 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 just or even just coming to church and just sitting through the service and leaving and not realizing how much they're missing out from not being involved or being part of a community. Yeah. Like all age groups. Like you, I would say, you know how people will say like you never graduate from the gospel, meaning like you never stop needing the gospel. In the same way, like we never stop needing community. Yeah. Like it there's is. There's never a point where we're like, oh, oh I'm old I, enough. Like I don't, don't need, need to join I, a small group. I, I figured it out. Solo. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it, it's you don't you don't see like like like. And like, and, and let's be let's be clear too. Like, there is times that is it is acceptable, and 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 maybe it's the smartest thing for individuals to isolate themselves and to uh, have a time of of a time of like uh, recharge or like you know. I think you see a look. You look at Jesus' ministry. Like he will go out and he will be with the masses, and then he will retire or retreat himself to pray and to be alone. Like I'm not saying like that's not bad, 
but notice like how he's always around by somebody like he's always he always goes back to his disciples like for us like you may be in a season where it's okay for you to be alone but that shouldn't be the norm yeah. you we were designed to be in community we have to be a part of a community well i think what what goes with this as well is the responsibility specifically to the body of christ within the body of christ right i mean paul lays out that we are members of the body and each one has its own part mm -hmm. right and so the whole body cannot be an eye and the whole body cannot be an ear where would the sense of smell be etc so that's the other aspect of the body of Christ is it doesn't make sense within the health of the body of Christ for any of its members to isolate itself from the rest of the body. And, and so that's true in community as well. We have responsibilities to one another within the body of Christ that are impossible to fulfill, yeah. and it's impossible to truly be obedient to what we're called to be within the body of Christ independent of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to think, oh, I'm like a severed arm off of the body and I'm going to go do my own thing. Well, that's not profitable for the body. So we need to be within the body doing that. Um, yeah. So with you and Kayleen, you guys have children, uh, work schedules, social schedules. The older your kids get, the more schedules that will be put in the mix. Um, how do you find the time to be able to be part of a small group? How do you find the time to make community uh, an important aspect of your life because everybody that's the that's the big i don't want to say the number one excuse but a lot yeah. of times the excuse you hear for people that are not ministry um as far as full-time ministry involved is like hey listen i got a full-time job i got a family yeah. i got kids i got a schedule and yet you've made a point <clears throat> to to make community something that's mm -hmm. happening in your home how, how do you make the time to do that i mean i think it's like you know anything that we want to do to make a habit of so that, honestly that's what we've done and when we don't have like a, a connect group going on that week it's like what do we what do we do like we desire sure. like we desire to be there but i think the biggest thing is you just have to make time for it and yeah. um it's like anything like i want to start going to the gym i want to start like writing a book every day you know whatever you're gonna do um you have to make time for that and some things have to go right i think back to like <clears throat> craig peters always give gave the illustration of like you know starting your day with reading the bible and he would have like the glass jars and you could dump all the stuff in. And it's like, oh, look, it doesn't fit if you put the Bible on the top. But if you put it on the bottom, everything fills in around it. And it's like that with anything we do where it's like if you want to do this, if you truly want to do this, you'll find time yeah. to do it. Because yeah. yeah. I think a lot of that is it's like, well, I have a full-time job. Like I can't join a connect group. And it's like yeah. at the most like – I mean we hang out for a long time in our connect group because we like each other. Yeah. But – you might be like a two-hour commitment out of your week like yeah yeah just don't sleep that and a lot much of times that it's every nice. other week even. yeah and yeah, yeah. some know, connect groups don't even meet every week yeah. we meet every week because we like each other so much yeah. so what has been some like in your position maybe uh what have been some excuses that either you have used or people that you know of have used as to why they don't want to build community and, and and not necessarily like your current small group but like in any area, maybe there's like a single young adult, maybe they are uh, older married couples, maybe they're students. Like, yes, he's trying to exclude himself. He's like, not your current connect group because he's involved in that. Yeah, but like outside oh, he, of the current connect group. I thought group, he yeah. was asking for excuses why I haven't been at small oh, groups so yeah. I, he could call yeah, me yeah, out. I'm calling I thought him that's out. what he was looking no, no, for. No, no, but no, serious, no, like, like, where are some things that you have heard? Because maybe there is somebody in, in the audience that, or that is listening or watching that. Oh, sorry, that they have maybe they have used that excuse and that's why they're not part of a connect group or yeah. or as uh or a community and, and so let's try to get some of those out just to see because I, like to 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 your point or what we have been saying in the past few weeks there's not a valuable excuse as to why we're not you're not in a community yeah but i'm just curious what are some things that you have heard i think um one of like the big things i hear is like oh there's just like not a group like for me um you know like oh yeah. like there's that group, but I don't know if I really, like, fit mm. that group. Like, whatever sure. that the means, vibe. right? Like, you know. The, vibe is I, like a, when, you know, <laughs> let me explain it to you. Vibe is like when you walk into a room, it's kind of like the the way that you feel in the atmosphere, where you feel in the atmosphere, we call that the vibe. Okay, sorry. I had to spell it to Spell that for me. Uh, V-I-B-E. It's not bad, though. Um, that lost he, he always says that. So well, spell that. You won't spell it. So that's, I was trying I to do it. That's an Eric Gill thing. Um, he's trying to distract you from the question. I know. No, no, no. I, so, I just wanted to interject. And that, listen, we just have to give one caveat because the Jeff, you know Jeff Zimmerman. I, I very. I've well. known him since I was. Did born. Jeff give you any tips 
tell you to say or do anything when you came on this podcast because Jeff, I think, was a little bit bitter from when he was on a podcast because his joke about the hat thing didn't go over well, and I think he was really disappointed. So I, I want the audience to know, like, I had you in youth group. Like, yep. you were one of the youth group kids I had when I was you youth pastor. You were pastor. Yes. Wow. And so the interaction, trying to – And I had a joke to start wow. off that kind of failed about your jo- – Like, I, we know each other very well. Yes. So if you're a guest on this – it's not that we're trying to rip on people that come on this thing. Like, if we don't know you well, we're not going to do that, right? Yeah. We're not going to try to make jokes compare, at your expense. Compare how you dealt with, with how you dealing with him, how you dealt with Tommy. Yes, absolutely. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy you Eric, well, you, you saw the one. You heard the one with Tommy. I, I Tommy. Yeah. Eric was like resume was Eric. Eric. He was like resume Eric. He was yeah. like putting <laughs> on display because he wanted to be called. I wish Eric would be like that with me. <laughs> he wanted to be called to speak at Word of Life camps and Networking. stuff like that. So he wanted to show himself to be very professional <laughs> yeah. uh, with Tommy here. And there's so, a difference between being passionate and being professional. Passionate. We were talking about generations. Yes, passionate. So, passionate. But anyhow, Anyways. back to your answer. Excuses, excuses. You've heard. So like, there's not a mold for you. Yeah, yeah, I think that like, so when we had our, you know, we just started, you know, Maranatha Young Adults. Shout out, check it out. Um, wow. It's it's been great so it's far. Called what Maranatha Young Adults? Yep. You can follow that yep. Maranatha dot Young Adults on Instagram nice. if you're into that. Nice. Yeah. And there's a gathering that happens the, called the Well. The Well. The, the very well. first time will be happening the today. Well. Hey, don't confuse people because it's, it's, is it this? It's, well, it will be this Friday. Yes. Okay. So, okay. But very we're good. Recording what, this what's the date for that? The if they listen three weeks. 27th. Yes. 27th. 27. So Once a month. It may have already happened. If you're listening to this on the day after Post, the, yes, correct. it gets posted. That's what I said. It might be Saturday. They listen yeah. to it. They'll be like, oh, Saturday night. The well, yeah, yeah. no, the 27 from go. six to eight. Great time. But that happens once a month as well. So just another opportunity. But you won't be there at the end of May. I won't. I'll probably yeah, be there. Yeah. You'll be there. I'll, I'll probably be there. Be there. Okay. More than likely. Yeah. Okay. Lord willing. You better be there. Lord <laughs> willing. Nice. Um, but the mold. But yeah, like, so go ahead. The, the mold. The, yeah. So like we, you know, before we started that, it's like, oh, there's nothing for young adults. Oh, there's nothing for uh, yeah. males between 36 and 40 that I could join that also has a pre you know, is, you know, they're really into sports. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? But um, the same pastor that I had listened to had talked about, you know, we are put, God sovereignly controls every single mm. person we get to interact with every situation we get to put be in every group that we get to a part of and mm-hmm. he has put us there for a very specific reason okay. and so you might say there is not a group for me but i would say to you how do you know that god has gone before planned yeah this group for you but well what i'm saying is this group together yeah. could be the most beneficial thing for you in the entire world Absolutely. and could God not use those people that you thought you would never talk to in your life? Yeah. Not only could he, he does. He can. Yeah. He will. He does. Well, uh, I, think, I think it's like interesting because you have people that have said like, man, there's nothing for us at, at this, at, for, this, for my station live. Yeah. And then when something is presented that is offered for that stage of life, then the excuse or the reason why they're not so quick to jump in is like, well... I'm not sure if I want to join in yet. Like, I want to try it out. Yeah. I want to, like, see because I don't know if it's actually what I need. Yeah. And it's like, there's, it's like, it's like, it's one excuse to the next one. To the Some next of that, one. though, I think is human nature. Like, I think self preservation is kind of human nature in a sense that. Well, explain that. When we have something. Can you spell that? that? Well, when people say, <laughs> when people say, well, I want to see what happens, I want to see if it's for me, et cetera. I think that that's kind of like a self protecting, yeah. like, built in thing yeah. in us that. That we everybody naturally, I think, feels that way of like, well, let me let me wait and see before I would just jump in. I think part of the reason for that is maybe there's not a clarity about how necessary and valuable the community yeah. aspect is. Yeah. But I, I feel like in I some ways say that there's not a clarity. I, I mean, depending on what and wh- yeah. where you are at, I, w- I want to say that there's not clarity. I think it's more the individual doesn't have an understanding. Could be, but I think some of it too is that people aren't doing it because they're trying to make an excuse so much as they authentically are are nervous about something new that they don't know if it's going to be something that they'll fit into or that they would benefit from, and sometimes it takes time. But I also believe sometimes people just don't want to, and so they use that as an excuse. Um, And I think all these can fall into those categories. The frustrating thing is when— And and to your point, like, it is okay if there's something new and you're nervous to jump in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I wouldn't if you're never going to swim in, I wouldn't expect you to jump in the pool, right? Like, you take your time, you know, but the point is, it's like, 
at what point will you then actually jump get in the pool? You know, I'm going back to the illustration. I kind of like it. Uh, at what point would you actually get on the pool and start and, and start try to swim? Right. Yeah. Like in the same way, like it's, it's I understand that if maybe there's something new that maybe there maybe you're in a church that you know that is now presenting an opportunity for you to get plugged in. Maybe there's a friend of yours is starting a small group. You know, with with the time with you and Mike. Uh, and you maybe have some reservation, but what will be the point? Like, what needs to happen for you to, to make the steps? Yeah. All right, it's done. We're done with reservation. It's time to build community. When I think that's where uh, also the necessity of individuals being willing to care enough about people to invite them yeah. mm -hmm. and come with them, right? It's a lot more intimidating when a couple or individual yeah. is jumping in kind of like as the newbie to a group or the new couple to a group as opposed to, hey, there's a couple in the group already that's invited me in. And they know going into it, I at least know this other couple or I at least know this other individual. So that goes back to the responsibility, not only on the one who needs to be part of community, but those that are already in the, the community, community. How valuable is it to them to yeah. see their friends yeah. have community? And, yeah. and that puts a real responsibility on our shoulders as those that are engaged in community to look at those that are not and say, man, they would they need community. They would benefit. I'm going to do my part. And bringing them in, you know, and yeah. I'll, I'll do it with them, yeah. even if it requires sacrifice on my part. And, and I think that that is so huge right now because so many people all across the ages are in isolation. Yeah. yeah. They're hurting. They're alone. Like if you if you talk to people like they tell you, even people that are maybe in relationship, maybe that they're married, maybe that like that they just feel alone. Yep. That Like loneliness is like rapidly spreading across the world. Yeah. And for those of us that have experienced and have enjoyed and have seen the value of community, you know, instead of like criticizing and like getting on people in a negative way of like, man, I can't believe you're not in this community, how we have a responsibility to your point of like, hey, listen, like this is actually beneficial. Like this is good for you. This will be something that God can use to yeah. flourish you. Well, and a lot of times I think even when we mistake community is people will be maybe they'll be together, but they're not necessarily present. Right, yeah. because everybody's in their phones, everybody's doing their own thing, everybody's isolated, even though they're in the same room. You know, if we're all sitting here and each of us have our phones out and we're like our heads are buried in our phones, yeah. we might not say one word to each other, but we're we're sitting in the same vicinity. It's like you're sitting in the same room other. sending each other's meme. Like how ironic is that? Have you ever done that with your wife? Indeed. You sit you're it's like in the end, late at night and you'd sit in by each other and instead of talking you send each other memes oh sending memes I've never done that memes that. you do that memes. I know I've never done that I've done that I'm kidding I have done that no. yeah okay. I don't know if you Bruce, Bruce do, you, do you know what memes are yes I do okay. yes. Yeah. I'm so old that just I don't know I have no idea so I mean, a, I'm meme, I'm so a meme is like 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 funny pictures <laughs> no please you know. tell me yeah, yeah. what is it can you spell that M-E-M-E what is it though what is a meme yeah it's like funny pictures or videos so any funny picture or video is a meme that is like yeah Oh, that's like I don't a think very that's generic. Accurate. I don't think that's accurate. No, it's not. Do you need me to tell you what a meme is? Go ahead, tell no, me. I'm not gonna tell you. If you don't know, I'm not gonna yeah, tell I you. I know what it is. So, well, well, tell me what it is. All right, yeah. Anyways, we're, so, we're, so to yeah. bring it back to the wives. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so to bring it back to the wives, I wanted to shout out my wife because I oh, think wow. she does a really good job of kind of what we were talking about. Wow. I'm. You might not know I'm on a podcast. I'm talking with people with a microphone, but I'm a very shy guy. Like new people oh, freak I thought me you out. Meant you have a podcast? I no, no, like, no, no, really? no. I was like, Whoa, Why do I not know about this? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, You're a very shy, shy guy. Does photo shoots? Yeah, <laughs> yeah all kinds I, of. Yeah, yeah. Go, ahead. go ahead. But I'm very like apprehensive towards new people. But my wife, when she sees like someone new at the church that might look like our age or they have kids or she like meets someone, she's like, Nathan, we should invite them to our small group. Like they probably need a small group. Like we should invite mm -hmm. them. And I think that is so important, mm -hmm. so much more like, oh, you know, I don't want to rag on people and be like, you need to look for a small group. If you're not looking for a small group, yeah, yeah. it's like also <laughs> believers reach out to people like yeah. be a friend to people that you yeah. know or you yeah. come. It's like if you talk to someone every week at church. And they don't, they're not involved. Like, invite them. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to invite people to your connect group. Like, so, that's okay. So one of the things that I admire about you and Kayleen uh -huh. is your guys' is hard to just, like, make yourself available for people. And one of the ways that you guys do that is even uh, hosting. Like, something simple as just opening your home as a place where community can happen. Uh, you know, I've been, in, I've been in small groups before. 
uh, even prior to Maranatha, where like you were part of a community, but it was always a battle. Like you were on, on in bo on books, you were in community, but in reality, it never actually happened because. There was no one, anyone, and there was never someone that was willing to host. And the ones that were always hosting, they get tired of hosting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But something that I do admire about you guys is like you have this heart to actually make your home a place where community can happen. Yeah. And you don't get bothered. It doesn't bother you how often, you know, it happens. Like you even <laughs> say like, hey, it is our pleasure yeah. like every single week to do it. Uh, and if I and if I didn't intervene, you would probably do it every single week. But uh, but what I'm curious, you know, what led you guys to that place? Like, why is it that you guys feel, uh, you know, is it is it will you say it's a spiritual get the way that God has spiritually gifted you, or will you say it's just, you know, wh why is the question? Um, it's funny you say that because like I always think about that as well. Like, you know, we get to host a lot, and thank you for saying that. But like. I look at myself, and I, my wife, I think, would say the same thing. Like, neither of us think that we have the gift of hospitality. Like, and I think it's probably – I am, like, the wor world's worst host. Like, if you walk in my house, we sit down have dinner, it'll be, like, three hours before I realize you probably have nothing to drink. Like, I am, <laughs> the, like, the world's worst host probably. Like, shout out coming to my house. Um, but we just love doing it and love – at least I do. Maybe my wife hates it. Who knows? But she always offers, so I guess she doesn't yeah. hate it much. Um but we love love it. I love to see people come in to our home, and we can just use that for God's glory. I think it's just mm. absolutely wonderful. When we um, bought the house that we're in now, we bought it from a, a couple that attends Maranatha here, um, and they, you know, they said, you know, it's a great hosting house for for small groups. And you know, I like heard that, and the driveway is real big, and fit a lot of cars in. Um, so it's like jam them in. I was like, we got room, like keep, keep them coming. Mm. Um, and I just love being able to see that happen. I, when we bought the house, I just remember praying like, Lord, just like give me opportunities to like use this house to bring people in. Cause it's like, it's just got like an area that everyone can kind of sit and be mm. around each other. And it's like, I want that to be used for that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, cool. We can put kids toys there, but it'd be really great if like we could get small groups in there. We could get a bunch of kids in there. Mm -hmm. Um, like we're always just open to having people over and I don't think we're good at it by any means, which is a shout out to, if you don't want to try it, it's pretty great. Like yeah. just having people there and, and using that for God's glory yeah. is a, it's just being a great steward of what God has given us. Like mm -hmm. it's only by God's grace that I have that house. Like we've been able to, you know, he's provided for us that we could do that. And it's like, I just want to take that and, and share mm -hmm. that with my believers and i mean it's fun you don't have to like get out of the house you don't have to load the kids in the car yeah that's the other benefit great <laughs> and, and, and that might be like if you're listening or watching that might be what what you will have to do maybe you find yourself in a position where you don't have a community but you do have a, a home that could be open for other people yeah. and maybe one of the things one of the action steps that you can have uh, as we're talking and we'll continue to talk about community is for you to open your homes yep. and say, hey, there are th three couples that I've noticed, that I've seen, yep. or these three guys or these three girls that I've seen, and I would like to invite you to my home and for us to connect and be and do life together, uh, kind of like how the Bible talks about. Yeah, and, and for all that I said, it's not easy. Like, hosting isn't easy. Like, yeah. preparing, like, we, all of the people that host our small group, we all, like, make dinner for everyone Every week, like none of that's easy. Like you know what I mean. Like it is. It can be a struggle, but it's there is just so much joy in being able to do that for people and see. And because mm -hmm. if we didn't host and like you didn't host and like we didn't have these people that would host, we wouldn't have a small group. And mm -hmm. I would be distraught. Yeah. Like right. Like if we didn't have a place to go. And if you have a small group, you don't have a place to go. We, they can meet at the church, right, Bruce? Like. Yeah, and we, I was going to say, too, I, I think people have to understand, too, if you're hosting a small group in your home, that doesn't mean you have to be the teacher for it. Yep. Yeah. Right? And so I think that's sometimes a misconception is people think, oh, I'd love to host, and I, I love enough. hospitality, yeah. but I can't teach, or I'm not going to – you don't need to. I mean, there's there's plenty of situations where folks will host at their home, and then someone else will be the one that's the, the one that's leading the discussion that night, or they're leading yeah. the teaching. But if you have gifts of hospitality, or if you're longing for community, and I think that's important what you said about even families with young kids – a lot of times people don't go to community groups because they have kids that need to be in bed by a certain time yeah. or they're like, yeah, it's real difficult to get everybody out of the house. 
host then because then you could you can it's control for your own kids when they go to bed and what what time and and you don't have to worry about trying to navigate all that uh but you don't necessarily have to teach and yes you're correct uh even at our church we have groups that meet here at our yeah. church and traditionally have that have been in different classrooms i think there is something to be said though about meeting at home oh, yeah. it's a little bit more relaxed it's a little bit more engaging yeah. um it's a little bit easier i think to open up and talk with one another and to be able to have conversation than it is in a classroom setting although that's that is an option but if it's all yeah. you got like yeah, yeah. i would say do it and so yeah. Just want to hold back. for clarity for me, you guys, your small group meets every single week. We meet, we picked like 12 weeks that we meet in a row. Now with the new ministry of young adults changing a little bit. Yeah. But uh, historically, we will meet every single week. So you would meet for 12 straight weeks and then yeah. you'd have well, a break. last year we met pretty much like all year. And then there okay. were times that we were like, you know, like summer we didn't meet that much. <laughs> well, that's not met. all year then. Yeah. Well, that's not, no, it was like sporadically. Statistically yeah, incorrect. Statistically, <laughs> statistically yeah. incorrect. Can you spell that? Good. No. That's good. S T. A. Yeah. Well, Nathan, we appreciate you sharing your well, uh, before, wisdom. Uh, is, well, hold on, hold on. Where are some PRs that you have? Some PRs. Well, I'm yeah. not going to answer oh, that question. Yeah, not going to answer that question. No, um, why? Why did, not? Well, before we wrap we up, we want to know. The world wants to know. Well, the people from get Hawaii there. wants Believers to know. Believers want to know. How much does the, to... those, uh, Nathan Gim bench press? Uh, I got two things before before I answer this. Please, we got to answer these questions. One, um, it would, I feel like it, I would be at a loss if before we left we didn't quickly talk about just in the workplace finding biblical community i think that's that's Ooh. one thing that you guys mentioned in the beginning we never circle back wow. to yeah um, go ahead i, I just it. wanted to mention Bruce that was trying I, to be done like, i know i know we're trying to keep like, this short i got, like, <laughs> I got things to do Bruce I'm, probably things to I'm, do. I'm kidding i'm kidding you guys <laughs> I mean, i've got to get i'll be back no, next no, no, week listen, listen. i've got to get back you are in charge now you're in charge now you have the ball please but i just wanted to say you know i've been in the what you know, the secular workforce pretty much my entire life. I worked at Dumas for a little bit. That's like mildly being in ministry, I think. Um, we got some people <laughs> saved while we were working there, so I think that kind of counts as ministry work. Um, but I've been in like the secular workforce for forever. And every uh, place I've gone to, um, I've, you know, found believers and we've interacted. We have not believed the same thing by a long shot. Like I've met tons of people where like, other than like Jesus Christ is Lord, like every other piece of theology might be a little screwy, but that's mm. okay. Like I've found, you know, there's comfort in that um, when you are going through like just weird times at work or things are happening around you that you don't understand. It's good to have a fellow believer that's in there with you um, and just conversations that you have with those other believers. I think is huge. Um, I, you know, Eric, when we had briefly talked about, you know, coming on and like, no, Nathan, you're in the workforce. He's like, you know, talk about like the, you know, the 10 Bible studies you have a day with all your coworkers or, you know, like the 16 prayer groups that you've started. And quite honestly, I haven't done that hardly ever. Um, but I have made it a point to like find believers and have conversations with them. Um, shout out Matt, who I work with right now. Like whenever he comes in the office and he works remotely, whenever he comes in the office, like we go and we grab some coffee and we just get to have conversations about everything. Mm -hmm. We get to have conversations about the Bible and building those relationships, I think are just so important um, because it is like, you want to talk about isolation, like working in an office of 35 people, all who like, hate you because you're a believer and you have no one to, you know, sure. confide in. And you find out like the guy across the hall is like the world's, like he's Billy Graham's grandson and like loves the Lord more than anything in the world. Yeah. And it's like, is he actually, no, I don't. Oh. We... <laughs> um, that's sarcasm. It's, that's sarcasm. Sarcasm is when you say something that you are, you're joking about, but at the same time you're saying it in a way that's kind of like, it's a generation. Yeah. That's what sarcasm is. But I, I think it's, I think it's hugely important. And if, if you're in a workforce, find fellow believers, like yes. grow in that. Um, because our interaction with believers in the workplace is incredibly important to our witness to mm -hmm. those around us. Like unity is so important. Like mm -hmm. to my point of, you know, I, I've, I've known tons of believers in different workplaces and it's just like, we still have unity. Like it'd be a different thing for me to be like, you're a believer, you don't believe what I believe, and I just trash you every yeah. day. And it doesn't look good to those around us. And yeah. so let your unity with other believers in the workplace and that community be a light to those around you. And I think it can be yeah. mm -hmm. huge. Like yeah. we were sitting at a, an outing a couple weeks back and we're just talking about like our, our church's like thoughts on church planning. Hmm. You know, and like everyone else is just sitting around probably like, what what, what, what is church yeah. planning? You know what I mean? It's just like- It's a great testimony. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's a great thing to just- Hey, we're believers. We might not be perfectly on yeah. point with everything, but like, let's agree to be brothers in Christ because we are. That's um, great. 
and let's grow and be a light to those around us. Um, I think that's great, great wisdom there. Good counsel. Um, yeah. And so it's I have important. a second thing, uh, really quick. Um, as an avid podcast listener, uh, I have a game that I'd like to play with you guys really quick. If we have enough time, Bruce, I know you're pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, Bruce is trying to leave. Um, okay, He's been trying to leave since seven um, minutes ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So the game's called I'm, Overrated, I'm Underrated. I'd be here overrated, forever. Underrated. Uh, the okay. game's called Overrated, Underrated. Yeah. I, have a, I have a set of three topics beyond the pew-related. Wow. Um, and the rules are simple. I'm going to give you the topic. You can have your druthers. Now, if you don't know what druthers means... I don't. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary would loosely define it as... Um, someone's opinion about something. So you can have your opinion. You can say what you want. But the most important rule is you cannot ride the line. It must either be overrated or underrated. Okay. Do you understand? So these are beyond the pew specific <laughs> related topics. And I would say the whole the podcast. Overrated. Oh. The, the whole podcast performance depends on your guys' answers right here. Okay. Okay. All right. So your first, your first topic is going to be a Rolodex. Um, Eric, I know you have trouble remembering phone numbers. Hey, uh, explain what you, I know. I know. So Rolodex, you know what that is? <laughs> I mean, I'm it's still, a generational a thing. A Rolodex. A Rolodex. It's oh. like a thing. Yeah. I was just saying, for, it's a joke. The, it is a generational oh, I, I, thing. Ding, 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 ding. No, 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 no. Go ahead. So for, ahead. for a more modern <laughs> take would be the contacts app. Where do you keep your contacts? So a Rolodex would be something someone would keep on their desk that they'd write all the phone numbers or people. Which that's like an yellow, old school the, thing. The, the, a Rolodex yellow, is an old school thing. The yellow books. No. <laughs> okay. Nope. Nah. So, anyway, so the contacts. Just pick app. either overrated or underrated because yeah. you, you get yeah, you, overrated. <laughs> overrated. Oh, the contacts app. Overrated. Bruce. Okay. Bruce contacts Bruce. app. The contacts app. Rolodex. Overrated. 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 Okay. Um, second topic: uh, flat brimmed hats. Overrated or underrated? You can have your druthers here. Underrated. I don't know what that. Is. Underrated. Do you know your? You know what your? You're not even. You know what you're voting on right now. <laughs> the the, the flat bills hat. Yeah, like this. Yeah. I guess I would need clarify a clarifying statement here. Is flat bill cap like there's some that are flat like that I never wear. Yeah, you, I, because they look like because they look this. ridiculous. And then there's other ones. This wouldn't be considered a flat bill yeah, cap. Yeah, this is considered a flat bill. In comparison. So, is, so if you mean this one, then yes, underrated. Underrated. Okay. If it has a little bit of curve. Okay. Yeah. But the straight flat straight overrated. One, overrated. I, I think well, I, I, you overrated. guys can have your druthers. Yeah. That, that's it. the rule. Like, you can overrated. have your druthers. Overrated? Overrated. Mm-hmm. Overrated. Okay. Um, and our last topic for overrated, underrated, uh, sports talk shows slash podcasts. I think this one teeters a little bit, so I thought it might be a heated, um, a heated topic here. Underrated. But if we're talking about the Bills... Overrated. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I mean, they lost. I would say I would say overrated because it gives people opinion that really shouldn't have an opinion. So you would say people that are on podcasts that talk about sports have, are having opinions about sports that they just shouldn't have. There are a lot of people who are giving opinions about sports that people are taking as though they're actual oh, no. like important, just because they have an audience uh-huh, yeah. that are commenting on things. I think that's in all areas, politics. Yeah. I think that's in all areas, church world, that they're giving a hot take on something, and people are like, oh, well, they said it on their podcast, and they act as though that that matters when it doesn't because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, so I would I say in that sense that. it's overrated. 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 Okay, overrated. let me check your score. Well, it looks like you guys passed. We can air this episode. That's great. That's great. Well, yeah. we, I don't want to leave without the PR questions. Said the number, which if you have yeah, any questions, text the number to the screen. You know what the number is? Which is you listen all the time. 330-331-6453. Wow. Wow. And, and, wow. And, How do you remember that number? Wow. He still doesn't know it, but you know it. I've been studying. I've listened wow. for 32 episodes. Well, he's supposed to study, too. We gave him 40 six, episodes. Six, four, five, he just three. sits and listens and talks. I'm a steward. I'm a historian. Ask me how I know it. <laughs> no, because we're just so confused. Algebra. PRs, though. Let, let us know. I don't, throw yeah, them out there. What is there. your PR? You throw yeah. one PR. It's one PR. Uh, best squat to date would be uh, 345, which isn't much. Ooh, Are we talking wow. one rep squat? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you got the, Okay. Well, my 10 rep PR. PR. Yeah, what's your let's best squat, get, Let's get his. Squat 345. Squat deadlift. Ben, my deadlift is garbage. I refuse to say this in no, any recorded. No, I can't. Why? I can't. I can't say it in any recorded capacity. Why? The best deadlift. Is it I've, over or under your squat? Or is it? It's best? under. Your deadlift is under your squat. Yeah, that's I got, rare. I got tiny that's, little arms. That's very. What rare. is your best movement? No bench press though. What's your bench press? Uh, most I've one benched rep. is one like, rep max. I, I understand. 
<laughs> just keep asking. I know one rep um, would be like two thirty five. Nice. Um, I will say I'm like three weeks out from a mock meet, so I'll come back on and. In the future, we'll all report back to Explain what those to him numbers. Explain to what a mug means, because he doesn't know. So the sport of powerlifting, Bruce is familiar with it. There's yes. a picture. Maybe we can splice that in oh, of yeah. Bruce coming with, with, to uh, yeah Bruce coming to the Arnold Sports Festival, I believe. I have a picture um, of him flexing in front of a mirror. Well, it's uh, no, you don't. I, it's I don't know that Bruce I've ever shaking taken a picture my hand of me ever with me flexing in front of a mirror when he kidding? met me at the Arnold. But in the sport of powerlifting, there's a you know, the competition is called a meet. Yeah. And so rather I'm than... I'm aware of that. Well, why, Bruce, why is he telling he wasn't, me that? That's why he asked you. What is, that's not me flexing in front of a mirror. Can you show the camera? That was me flexing to my wife. My wife took that picture. Oh. Yeah. That Listen, happens to be in front of a mirror. With the, with, the Hulk, with the Hulkamania shirt <laughs> yeah, on. Hulkamania. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Indeed. Yeah. Right, so, but Nathan, that was we a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. I'm sure. Thank yeah. you, though. 235, yeah. 345. And then something else. Yeah. You just lay it out there. Throw it out I, there. I mean, the best deadlift I've ever pulled is 315. I think I'll be able to do a lot better. Yeah, you definitely do um, Okay. I'm at my this daughter, My meet. daughter Ella just did that, 315. I'm, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'd kidding. Probably. <laughs> little I, joke. I, it's a little joke. It's a little joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I'm I've hidden 20 hats under all of the chairs in this room nice. that we have so we're to gonna, find. I was yeah. curious if you were going to break anything out. Because Jeff was really excited about that. About wearing a hat. What he thought would be a very funny joke. No, they're hidden. We can't end the podcast until you find them. Yeah. We'll have to do that another time. Yeah. But uh, um, we thank you so much for coming. Yes. It's been a blessing. Uh, you have a lot of great insight. I hope that Indeed. if you are watching or listening, that you have been encouraged and challenged by, uh, you know, you, uh, your example. Uh, but there is a question that we always end the podcast. We with. do. We do ask the question. Yeah. Before we ask the question, though, I just have to. I want everybody to know up front. When I was like mocking your your occupation of acting like I was falling asleep, it was a joke. Because, like, when I was doing that, you didn't give That's me a time it. to, like, really no. – I was doing that as a joke because he says yeah, I always fall landed. asleep in the podcast. I mean, you do in always the, fall asleep. There's video proof. I don't fall asleep in the podcast. There's video proof. Listen, but he that, said that, that he, joke's still flying. Never landed. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, what's and the question? Still Nathan? has to land it. You know because we Maybe do the podcast. Week. Maybe next week we'll We land. do the podcast every <laughs> single week. We ask a question. As we wrap it up and we close things out, do you know the question? I am very familiar with the question. What is the question that we ask? What does your life look like beyond the pew? Wow. Yes, we hope it is honor to the Lord. Thank you, Nathan. Please come back again. Uh, we would love to. The audience wants more. I'm sure they do. So we would love to <laughs> I'm hear sure you. I'm sure they do. <laughs> We'd love to hear you again. We'll see you next week. We'll see you guys. Bye. Thank you, guys.